Hey, everybody. This is AJ, and this is the Unnecessary Podcast. And we're listening to, very fittingly, REM's The End of the World as We Know It. I'm going to turn down the REM. This is podcast number one of the Unnecessary Podcast Coronavirus. Uh, If you're new to the Unnecessary Podcast and you're quarantined right now with the coronavirus uh, scare... The Unnecessary Podcast is, is about all different kinds of topics, like films and, and TV shows and music and politics and spirituality and childhood memories and, and uh, all sorts of goofy things and current events. And also, we have guests. And so today, we have two of my friends, Aaron and Jared. What's up, guys? Hey, hey. what's up? Well, as we know, what's up is, is the coronavirus, and usually I ask why you picked the song that you picked as our guest and we already know the fucking answer (laughs) Uh, and and uh, i mentioned this to you before but the word trump is in it's the end of the world as we know it or the word trumped so i'm really glad that you picked that it was very fitting um, awesome. Also, I'm sure Zoom, which is what we're on right now, uh, Zoom is probably like the most used thing right now in the United States, wouldn't you say? Honestly, this is my first time using it. Well, aren't you special? Are you working? Are you staying at home? What's your deal? Uh, yeah. So just yeah, today what? we got the order to work from home. Okay. So you've been going in until what? Wednesday, March 18th? Yes. Yeah. That was your yeah. Last and day honestly, we had talked about working from home, um, but it only just started today. So, Aaron, what about you? Have you been out and about? Um, I went out uh, to you know get groceries and supplies and stuff like that. Um, but I do already work from home. Right. Um, uh, today we just found out that they closed all non-life-sustaining businesses in Pennsylvania as of 8 p.m. this evening, Mm. uh, which includes insurance companies. So I'm not really sure if I will still be working remotely tomorrow or how that's going to work out at this point. Wow. So yeah, that's what we're living in. And the stock market's doing great, right, guys? Yeah, wonderful. Just, yeah, (sighs) absolutely great. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Eva and I have been kind of self-isolating since, like, probably since... Friday the 13th, maybe earlier. Um, I stopped shaking hands like three weeks ago. <laughs> um, but uh, my Aunt Maria in New York uh, has been self-isolated in her apartment. She has not even gone outside except for her like little porch. She hasn't gone for a walk outside of her apartment since March 4th, and it's now March 19th. Wow. So it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, so she's self-quarantined herself for 15 now days, and she like – Man, and she lives alone, so. Yeah, I can't even imagine what it's like for people that live alone or live in a small apartment with a roommate that they can't stand. I mean, oh. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had to live with Steve DiFilippo for a semester. And <laughs> like, in like, like, we shared a bedroom, and let's go on Steve, Steve Corner. It's not a segment of the show. It's like it's like Jim Corner, but we talk about Steve. Um He's, he's, I love his place now. I'll cap, I'll caveat this by saying 30, 33, 34 year old Steve has his shit together. I like his new place. It's clean. He cleans the bathroom for AJ when he comes to visit. It's nice. But a 23 year old Steve, 
I guess it was a 21 year old Steve. We would, he would like get the newspaper every day, you know, the New York times, um, because it was classy to like get the newspaper as a 22 year old. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he would maybe read it or whatever, but it would, it would get thrown like on the floor in our room. And after like four months worth of New York times is there was like, I don't know, 400 issues like strewn about our room stacked <laughs> rather stacked. Is, isn't that uh, what Steve used to he used that as a bath towel? I, I thought <laughs> maybe definitely as a bath mat that we know for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Especially the Sunday edition, the Sunday edition's fucking <laughs> juicy. I mean, that'll, <laughs> well, he also would walk around. This is great. I love doing this. He would walk around with his sandals, like until there was no bottom of the sandal. And so it was just like <laughs> the sole of his foot touching the ground. Like he was Jesus. It was great. Absolutely um, wonderful. so, uh, yeah, so this, this is nuts that we're, uh, that we're doing. How, so wait, how can we put a, how many more weeks or months do you think we will have this self isolation, all businesses closed except for essential stuff? How long do you think this is going to go? I would say for at least two or three months. Yeah. I think if I had to guess, I think all school districts are going to probably shut their doors for the, the rest of the school year. Yeah. A lot of colleges have already basically not canceled, classes but offered online a lot of the ones in the city of pittsburgh have canceled completely just ended the semester Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's gonna it's gonna go through summer but i mean i don't think we're gonna be on lockdown quarantine for more than like a month i mean it would be nice to like be able to sit down at a restaurant (laughs) with like friends you know um because we're not i'm not doing that yeah, yeah, I got some takeout salads today, and and um, we're gonna start like we gave him a fat tip, and we're gonna start like doing a little bit of that. But yeah, we'll do takeout. But cool. It's just weird, man. And three months sounds crazy, um, and like I'm not looking forward to that. I was supposed to go to Vietnam next week. Um, I'm supposed to be in Aruba right now. I was on <gasps> a cruise with my mom <sighs> that we canceled, and then Carnival canceled it anyway. Oh my. God. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a life changer. I left my job partly thinking like, I'm going to fucking kick it in Vietnam. Like I got, I got some time and now it's like stuck here. But, (laughs) um, now will there be a revolution because of this? Will this lead to like real unrest in this country? Uh, you know, I, that's hard to say right now. I think our, government governments are taking this more seriously now than they did a week ago. So with that being said, I think the national guard is going to get deployed and stuff like that. If, if there is any unrest and it should be quelled pretty easily, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, we are, sure. we are pretty slothy, right? Aaron thoughts revolution. Um, I, I, honestly, I think it's way too soon to tell. I really do. Ooh, At this point, open-ended. I have no idea what I think we'll be talking about next week. I love how you have kept the door open for just like wild shit to happen. You're right. You don't know. I watched a lot of apocalyptic movies, you know? Oh, yes, me too. We've been watching all of them lately. <laughs> Which ones? I love apocalyptic movies. Which ones have you been watching? 
Oh, we watched Contagion 28 yes. days later, 28 <laughs> weeks later. And then most recently we watched Outbreak, which neither of us had ever seen. All-star cast, extremely silly ending. Oh, really? Is it worth watching? Should I sit myself through that? I mean, where I'm the fuck am I going to go? Right? It was yeah. a good movie It's overall. entertaining for sure. Yeah. And like I said, all-star cast. Okay, I'm down for There's Outbreak. a lot of like laugh points when you should be like, oh, wow. <laughs> okay um outbreak that's hilarious yeah i mean we definitely did the contagion thing and that's a, so great because um, mm-hmm. it's so spot on it's like what we're doing going through uh minus the seizures but um yeah i'm thoroughly freaked out have so uh are movies a big part of your self-isolation plan uh i mean honestly i've been still going out and getting things and mm-hmm. seeing people i'm not like completely self-quarantined are you guys all like self-quarantined completely out there um so eva has not eva's appointments all got canceled and her group events obviously got canceled but she hasn't seen anybody like we did estate planning on when uh two days ago and that was the estate planning office's last appointment for like months and um we're that was like the only person eva's probably seen like the last week um uh, but I'm volunteering at the needle exchange still. Um, so I'm seeing like hundreds of people a day cause it's, uh, it's considered an essential service. Um, wow. so I'm keeping my you distance. Think you've been exposed? Um, no, but a couple, like one of the staff members is waiting to get a test back to see if she has it. Um, you know, you don't know cause of the incubation period, like how long it takes before you, you know, and, um, I've been keeping my distance, but that's why I, I want to keep betting with people that like, I want to bet you 50 bucks that you'll get it before me, but I'll probably lose. So what do you say? Yeah. I mean, just be exposing yourself to that kind of numbers. I, I'm trying to keep it below 10 a day. Mm-hmm. And really it's the same couple people that I know are right. that are really self quarantined. So yeah, they're really only coming here and going home. That's and, a de- that's good. Yeah, if you could find like ten people, <laughs> it's all about slowing it down, right? Flatten that fucking curb. Yeah, we had we had a a buddy come over the other day, and we like gave him a little, gave him some chicken eggs, prepped him a a little chili that we had made, mm-hmm. put it in a bag, and like ten feet away from us, he grabbed it. Mm-hmm. Then we rolled a beer to him, and we had a beer ten feet apart from each other. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen videos of people in Italy like playing racquetball uh, on their fifth floor apartment like next to each other <laughs> like two two apartments next to each other playing out their windows um <laughs> and that was pretty funny um italy people in italy are obsessed with social gatherings so they're like doing all kinds of stuff out of their yeah, windows yeah so they're going out on their balconies and all singing together and yep. stuff like that they're doing bingo have you seen the bingo no <laughs> yeah they're doing bingo like from you know, 50 people at their apartment windows. Um, Cause also the, you know, the European, a lot of the European buildings have like courtyards in the middle. Like they're built with like inward facing units. Oh, so they, okay. Yeah. We get it. Europe. You got balconies. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. Every fucking Europe. (laughs) My least favorite part. Even I hate the, the tiny showers for some reason, flats in Europe. Um, and of course they call them flats. Fuck you. It's an apartment. Um, but flats in Europe, like have the tiniest little showers and the water runs out in two seconds. And I'm like, fuck this noise. America. Wow. Yeah. America. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so we might be getting checks, like a like like checks from the government because of coronavirus. Uh, do you guys have thoughts on this? I've heard that. I, I like this like small taste of socialism that we're all getting. Mm-hmm. Let's give it up for socialism. Socialism applause. Yeah, uh, you like it. I do. I think it's going to help a lot of people just like get by for a little bit, pay rent, Mm -hmm. pay their utility bills, you know, any car payments, stuff like that. Just things that are going to help them get back to work when this does settle down. I don't think I've heard anybody like against it. I think because everyone's going to get a check. <laughs> right. Give <laughs> um, me money. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's my silver lining. Like you mentioned, Jared, like the taste, the taste, the sweet mm. taste. Yang is like, yes, drink it up. Yang loves yeah. it. Um, but yeah, the taste is like, people are like, well, this is a pandemic. And so uh, rich people need poor people to get tested and to get treated for this because if a ton of poor people have it, then the rich people get it and the rich people will die. And I love this, this social justice aspect of viruses. <laughs> they, sure. don't, they don't discriminate or this one doesn't like, you can't really buy your way out of this one. It seems like if, if the, if the hospitals are overwhelmed. So um, maybe people will realize like, Oh, like this, it's not just with coronavirus. It's with um, AIDS or, or, hepatitis C or with homelessness. Like there's when things are shitty for poor people, it, it makes it shitty for rich people eventually. Um, so it's hopefully like the trickle people, up method. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's trickle up fucking <laughs> No, you're right. Yeah. No, I love, I love the, I love the checks, man. They're, they're great. Give me a thousand this month and a thousand next month. All right. So you both said at least three months for social isolation, right? Um, I think that's, I think not quarantine, but yeah, like we're going to still have social distancing and and stuff like that. Okay. Um, how much money do you think is enough then? To, to, what do you mean by that? Like to throw into the economy or? (laughs) Yeah. Like to give people to throw into the economy. Like how much, how many checks should we cut? I want to ask, I want numbers here, people. What do you think? You know, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but if you went back to 2006 through 10 and saw the kind of money that were that was put into banks just mm-hmm. to keep them afloat, meanwhile, lots of them failed, <clears throat> the number needed to help stop this would be a lot less than that. It would be less than the bailouts from the financial crisis, you're thinking. I'm thinking, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the numbers and I don't know what's been put into it already. The coronavirus, that is. Right. Um, yeah, because there were multiple bailouts, right? Like I, I'm, I'm looking at one bailout that was $700 billion, but I feel like there were multiple. So, it's like, you know, you'd need to do the the research. Sure during uh, during the Bush era, everyone got like $1,000 on, on the tax return or a $1,000 check. Yeah, I heard that too. There was a, after the Clinton surplus... George W. was like, let's just party. Let's just do a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> no. Aaron, how much money do you think we should get in these checks? Um, I, I think it depends on the time. I think if, you know, every every person that is, you know, a working American or any American over the age of 18, really, 
should get a check for at least a thousand dollars a month for as many months as it takes for us to be able to all go back to work, you know, from no matter what your position is or what your career is. That also begs the the question of like, where do you draw the line for who gets a check? Is it somebody at like 80,000, hundred thousand, a million? Where, where does that line begin? I think anyone that's making over say, sixty thousand dollars a year and is still getting paid does not need that check because you know how many of these corporations are still paying their employees and nothing's really changed besides that you're not working it's hard to calculate i feel like yeah um that's why i feel like they're just like let's just cut them all a check but but they are talking different people are saying like no it should be um if you make over 80,000 a year then no um or if your family makes over 100 then no um or like some people are saying like only parents should get it so like you know you're helping kids and um but it seems yeah it's a lot of ways to cut it but yeah 1000 bucks a month i think for like people who need it obviously or or like most people cuz i think most people need it like more than 50% of america is paycheck to paycheck Oh yeah. I would say way more than 50%. Yeah. I would think so too. And like rich people are not immune to that either. Like I know tons of rich people that spend as much as they make. And so yeah, they're constantly leveraging themselves too to yeah. make more money. So yeah, they're always cash flow is key. And when you lose business, you're losing your cash flow that helps pay those debt payments or whatever you've got going. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's, it's just going to be nuts. I, I don't understand. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like also I've always thought that a economists intentionally make things sound more complicated than they are so that they can trick us. Um, and I don't think the economy is as complicated as they say it is, or it is, but like they make it even more complicated than it should be with, with their fucking jargon and their, any economist would say, like, if, if they were posed a question, mm-hmm. they would say, well, it depends. Mm-hmm. Just like any politician. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no clear answer to anything. Just there's so many variables. Yeah, but I think it's bullshit also. Like, I think, <laughs> but because I think that you, sometimes you become such an expert in something and you dive, dive so deep in something that you can't see the forest for the trees. And, like, you just are so invested in like intellectually and time and education into this topic that like, if I want to talk to somebody like an economist about how it's like bullshit that, that people who own resources uh, have like political and economic mechanisms to keep those resources away from people and like to keep this mobility down. Like they'll talk to me about interest rates or they'll talk to me about some arcane. They'll talk about like credit swaps. They'll, they'll throw fucking jargon at me that will like throw me off and I fucking hate it. And I think it's bullshit. So there you go. Fuck you, Steve. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing. We've got only really a couple schools of thought on economics and to, to your point, people basically jerk off to each one of those and say, this guy's right. 100%, but we're an evolving society. So, yeah. Yeah, I would love it if we could, God, social, like, social experiments, if we could just have control groups, that would make things so much easier. 
it would make it so much more scientific if we could just have like an island of people where we like force them to be socialist for five years and like see what the fuck happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, guess what? Now you're extreme capitalists. <laughs> just so we could stop arguing. Oh, too bad. Um, so okay, so you, you canceled your Aruba trip. Jared, were you supposed to be on that or was that an Aaron special? No, that was an Aaron special. Um, I was gonna hold down the farm. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I was going with just my mom. Me and her did a mother-daughter cruise last year, so we planned another one, and we decided to cancel three days before it was supposed to go, and then mm-hmm. the night before, uh, which was Friday the 13th, Carnival shut down all of its ships, and they're now offering them as um, hospitals if everything gets really bad. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, I guess that's what we're doing now is to prevent the need for carnival cruises to turn into a fucking hospital. Oh, that'd be the worst. <laughs> That's like not good. That'd be the worst case scenario for sure. Right. Yeah. You know, things are fucked. Um, well then great. Um, I was, I had a feeling when I was driving into the, the needle exchange place on Monday, you know, when you, dr- when I drive around, I have like an eerie feeling, um, a little bit emptier and, and just knowing what's going on. It feels a little, you know, contagion-y. Um, that, that's probably exemplified in the city too. Oh, right. Cause you're out in the sticks. So yeah. Yeah. We don't, I mean, I, I mean, there's a, maybe a little less traffic, but overall it's kind of, we don't have much to begin yeah, with. We don't have much to begin with so. <laughs> Everyone's still out running on our road and riding their bikes and all that. Uh huh. So. Yeah. That, yeah. That's um, the city, I guess the density makes it more apparent. I was thinking going, getting out of the car. Like I think in 40 years, this might be what the economy does and what society does based on something with global warming. Um, like either like our, our grid infrastructure is overwhelmed and people got to like shut it down or there's like air, air quality issues or like fat, like God forbid famine, like, you know, like crop, crops fail crop failure um so i could see like this eerie atmosphere happening in the future but for global warming does that make sense yeah d- did you see the maps of like the uh air quality in china <laughs> when they were all quarantined it looked beautiful <laughs> they have they have the maps of it and it's like all the red spots where like the the air pollution is horribly bad and then like the couple like months that they were all inside it looks just like the rest of the world wow yeah yeah nature is winning fuck yeah that's what this virus is it's like the earth trying to rid itself of us and we're right. like uh, no 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 it's <laughs> not how it works coronavirus um i'm a proud speciesist sorry earth sorry we're, <laughs> sorry we're destroying you um, have you guys gone to the supermarket and seen empty shelves? Um, it, it, it wasn't too bad. The couple times we've gone, it's certain things that are out. Um, so obviously toilet paper, uh, low on soap, things like that. Um, chicken. It was so hard to find chicken today. I finally went to, um, our grocery store in Waterford, which is the next town over and it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. And I finally found chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are limiting it to two packages per customer. That's chicken. What about you guys? Chicken. People are fucking hilarious. 
Um, last, so last Saturday, so on the weekends is like, I do my epic cheat days. I'll like do like a Friday night epic cheat meal. And then Saturday I do an epic cheat day. So I, I usually go to the store and like maybe get some frozen pizzas or, or, you know, chicken, chicken nuggets or something and be a real slob all day, um, <laughs> with like ice cream, um, and then hate myself. And, uh, I went to the store last Saturday, which was the 14th and, the entire row of frozen vegetables was out and most of the pizzas were out. And then even I went to the supermarket on Monday, like the 16th or something. And um, like 90% of the aisles were empty. Like everything was wiped out and it's just panic buying and people who usually eat out all the fucking time. Um, And I'm kind of like that too, but yeah, it was crazy. It's weird. It's it's weird. Let's talk about the toilet, man. The toilet paper stuff. That's ridiculous, right? <laughs> Do wait. Did you guys have a toilet TP shortage too? I mean, obviously it's countrywide, oh, yeah. but absolutely, Crazy. yeah. It was un, un it was so bizarre. Like, do people not realize that before a hundred years ago, toilet paper wasn't even a thing? Like, you can literally wipe your ass with so many other things if you have to. Like, this is our priority, America. Mm-hmm. This is what 22-year-old Steve's long game was all about. He would have had <laughs> 12 years of New York Times's by now <laughs> ready to wipe. Uh, kind of reminds me of uh, Idiocracy, which we just mm-hmm. watched the other day. That's another good speaking one. Of, speaking of movies, yeah. It was, it was great. I love, I'm like writing down a list of movies to watch because like where else am I going to go? Idiocracy was great. Mike Judge, I believe, the creator of mm-hmm. King of the Hill and Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. <laughs> and like President Camacho. Oh. <laughs> Fantastic. And like what a foreshadowing to our current president. Right. <laughs> like he wishes he was Camacho. Oh, God, yeah. That would be his dream. <laughs> Just do, 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 with the machine guns coming in. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, great movie. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch that one. I love Terry Crews. Side note, um, the President Camacho guy. Yeah, he is awesome. He was in, uh, what, like White Girls and uh, Friday, I believe. And he was, and I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm rewatching all those on Hulu, so. Oh, yeah. And a big outspoken uh, Me Too person because he was sexually abused in 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 his Hollywood career, I believe. I do remember hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. So That's yeah, old. Love, yeah, love it's me like, some Terry Crews. He's a great guy. Uh, okay, give me one more movie recommendation for this quarantine. What else have we watched recently? Hmm. Air Force One. <laughs> Ooh, tell me what you guys love about Air Force One. I don't know that I've ever seen it actually. Oh really? Yeah, we haven't watched it recently. That was just that just came to my mind. I just uh, want to see my daughter. It's Nicolas Cage, which is all you need to know, really. Um, oh yeah, I do love Nick Cage, Con Air. You mm-hmm. know. <laughs> but also Danny Trejo is in it, the Hispanic guy that's in everything. And Dave Chappelle is in it. Oh, it's so bad. John Malkovich. Yeah, do you remember I've that? I've actually got a good one for you. Have you ever seen the movie Lawless? No. What's that? It's, it's, a, it's about um, moonshiners in Virginia, I believe, during the 20s, Prohibition. It's like these three brothers that are, they basically are invincible. So there's like so many times they should have um, 
died and they just like keep escaping it but it's it's basically about prohibition it's a crazy good movie shia labeouf my oh, dude love shia holy sh- mm-hmm. holy shia yeah definitely check it out let me know what you think oh my god i'm so excited maybe we'll do a follow-up pod just moonshot just lawless yeah do that <laughs> very cool i saw i started watching shia labeouf's new movie have you heard of this aaron jared no no it's a great concept it's about his life um, like being a childhood actor who develops like pro- behavioral and, and, and mental illnesses, um, uh, and his, who has like abusive parents uh, or neglectful parents or whatever. And he, Shia LaBeouf plays his own father in the movie. Interesting. Yes. Sounds great. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't think so, but 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 that that might have just been me and Eva. We even I rarely agree on movies, and neither of us like that. But um, it's such a cool concept, and yeah, I love Shia LaBeouf. So maybe one day I'll revisit it. I don't know. I yeah. Can't... So I I heard recently that Shia LaBeouf actually like plagiarized something like a movie script or something. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what, but so he he apologized and <laughs> he plagiarized the apology too, which I thought was. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> I did um, not hear about that. That's hilarious. That's a, <laughs> that's got to be like a troll, like a meta thing, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too when I saw that headline. I'm like, really? Yeah, LaBeouf plagiarized an apology to Alec Baldwin. <laughs> this is so weird. That's a, to rationalize the plagiarism, LaBeouf lifted another quote from David Mamet. <laughs> um, oh, this is great. He he plagiarized his directorial debut, Howard Kim. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually. It just seemed like <laughs> clickbait to me, honestly. This could all be well. It's Time Magazine. I don't know what. Then he apologized. Then he apologized for plagiarism by plagiarizing a Yahoo Answers post from four years ago. I don't know what this is, <laughs> but Time Magazine <laughs> is throwing shade at at our boy. Time. Man of the year. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to throw out some movies and, and that I've been watching that I'm going to suggest. And let me know if you've seen them and if you like them. Um, I, I've been watching the entire canon of Spike Lee joints. You ever seen the Spike Lee movie? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Have you ever read the book um, autobiography of Malcolm X? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, Jared? No, I have not. So he he made the movie. Spike Lee made the Malcolm X movie. And um, Denzel Washington, like, turns into Malcolm X, which is amazing to watch. Um, it's a three-hour and 20-minute movie, so fucking you might want to take it in three different pieces. That's what I did. Um, That's a good good long movie for this this time, though. Yeah, I crushed it throughout the course of a day, like, taking breaks, but... It's, I love it. It's really good. Um, and like, there's one scene where like the FBI is, has tapped his phone or the CIA or whatever. And they're listening in probably the FBI. And they're like, they're just listening to him have a conversation with his wife about how he'll be home or whatever. And he misses the kids and the CIA guys or FBI guys are like, man, compared to, compared to Martin Luther King or compared to King, this guy is a saint. And I thought that was a funny little line because 
the FBI was tapping both of their phones illegally and, <laughs> and thought that they were like terrorists who were going to like overthrow the country, which, which means they were going to vote. <laughs> um, they were going to get people to vote. Um, and they also threatened Martin Luther King, but Martin Luther King Jr. had uh, cheated on his wife. He had an affair. And so the FBI like um, took pictures of it and like, and tried to like sabotage him and like, told his wife about it and um, they're the ones who went public about it. So it was crazy. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. That's not in, in Malcolm X, but all of Malcolm X's life is very cool. And yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. I haven't read the book since high school, but I remember really enjoying it. Yeah, me too. I, I read it in high school. It was definitely worth reading. Cause I, I was just, you know, I'm not Muslim and I'm not black and I don't live in the sixties. So it was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen oh so you guys need to see the Black Klansman okay I love it it's based in Colorado Springs but it's a true story of the first black cop at, in the Colorado Springs Police Department um, and he goes undercover to like infiltrate the local KKK and it's funny and adventurous and, and like pretty woke it's great oh, oh is that wow. Tadish Gambino no, it's actually Denzel Washington's son. Oh, okay. And then the other guy is Kylo Ren. Uh, yes, yes, that's right, Adam Driver. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I I haven't even heard, heard of that movie. Yeah, it's like really funny. I've already seen it twice. I saw it in the theaters back when Movie Pass was a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, that went under pretty quick, huh? <laughs> Oh, those were glorious times, sir. I have some <laughs> podcast episodes from those times, and I was riding the wave. Oh, yeah. I saw Black Panther like five times in the theater for free, essentially. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, <That's a> lot. <laughs> I kept thinking, like, because I have a flexible work schedule, and so I'll get off early, and I would go to matinee movies by myself. And I used to joke that in the movie pass board meetings, the, on the big bell curve or, or chart, of like users and they point to like the group of users that are losing the company money. And they're like, these are our problem users. We need to figure out what to do with these people. I was proudly one of those people. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. Two more movies. I'll suggest real quick. If, and if you have any more movies, suggest them, uh, knives out. You gotta see knives. Out. I heard about that. They're saying it's like one of the best movies ever. It's like, I fuck. I made a top ten favorite movies of of the last decade, um, and that movie was released the week at the last week of twenty nineteen. So it kind of counts. And I'm like, shit. Now I got to put this in my top ten because it's so good. Yeah. It's funny too, and really witty. It's you know murder mystery, and it's you might have to illegally pirate it, but I highly recommend you break the law and do that. I think I saw that it was on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> It actually, so it gets a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's wow. pretty. That's impressive. right up there with Shawshank. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah, like that means no one yeah. hated it. Um, yeah, it's on Amazon Prime for four bucks and whatever. Um, yeah. And then I saw I saw Little Women, which was really good. I wanted to watch that, but I promised my mom and my sister that I wouldn't watch it without them. Mm. So, because I love the 90s version with mm -hmm. Susan Sarandon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eva owns that version, so she loves yeah, that Yeah, I shit. do too. Cool, and did you read the book? Uh, I don't think I ever have, actually. Mm -hmm. 
I read um, when I was growing up, there was like this book series. It was based on Little Women. So it was like an individual book about each character written by not Louise May Alcott. Really? Um, and I read those, but I don't think I've ever read the actual novel. Do you remember if that series was like called something? Ugh, I'd have to look it up, but I could get back to you on that. That's a, I, I think I might even still have them. That's really interesting. Yeah, I'm curious. I don't read fiction since <laughs> the last 12 years, but that's, yeah, that's really interesting. I think you would like the new one. The new movie is really good. Yeah, I definitely want to see it as soon as I can see my family again after I'm off quarantine. Ugh, <laughs> oh, fucking A. Yeah, my, uh I forgot about that for a second when we were talking about fun movies. <laughs> yeah, got to distract yourself. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm in, I'm in this gilded cage right now. So great. Um, all right. Well, tell me about your goddamn chickens. <laughs> uh, yeah. Chickens. We love them, man. They, they've been producing eggs daily now. So how long have you owned livestock? We bought chickens in the end of April last year. Yeah. April of 2019, we got chickens and at that point we had 12 i believe oh eight okay we had eight chickens and on july 4th we had already moved to our new house Mm -hmm. and they they got pointed they got massacred on july 4th so we called it the independence day massacre oh i remember that yes that was like sad so we lost half of them we only had four left and yeah, so now we've been just like steadily getting chickens here and there and raising them and introducing them to the thing. But it's it's very interesting, they, the sounds they make and their habits. Do you make them, do you get them to fuck or do, do you just acquire new chickens? Uh, we only have one uh, rooster and he does fuck all of them. Um, he makes a point to get to each one every Aww. day. Um, but I mean, they, they lay eggs either way, so... Interesting. Um, and are these eggs delicious, I presume? Oh my gosh, so much better. I, I don't think I'd ever had a farm fresh egg before we got them. Um, and it's just a world of difference. Yeah, it's it's very noticeable. Did either of you grow up around like livestock? I, I, I had didn't. friends that had, you know, like lived on farms, but I didn't really right. pay attention to any of the animals or anything. I think it was more or less having farms around in the area where you could go buy fresh eggs on a daily basis that just kind of inspired us. Jesus, I would never do that. <laughs> That's awesome. It is a lot of work. I want to be your neighbor. Like literally all our neighbors have chickens. Really? Well. Yeah. If you drive down the street, it's just all free range chickens like running around the yards. <laughs> I mean, and this is, is this the town of Erie or is it another town name? Cambridge Springs. Cambridge Springs. That sounds so fancy. It also does sound like completely middle of nowhere. Like, cause I've never heard of it. Like anytime I hear a town name and in Pennsylvania that I've never heard of, I'm like, oh, you must be like the middle of fucking like nothing. Or because because, you know, people who live within an hour of Philadelphia say they live in Philadelphia, right? That's how I am with Pittsburgh. I grew up, you know, 20 minutes away. Right. I live in Pittsburgh. Right. If you're from Freeport or like Oil City or whatever the fuck. And like, you know, you say you're from Pittsburgh. So 
But if you say you're from Cambridge, I, so that's like the the that's our mailing address. We actually live like just a bit south of Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you could see the historic Amos Kelly House. There used to be a a really historic Riverside Hotel in Cambridge, and it recently burnt down. Oh, which is really sad. But yeah, the, it's got some history. Do you guys go to Lost Lanes for a little bowling? I'm just on Google Maps right now. <laughs> <laughs> We've been there before. Just yeah, a little, you know, a little, little Cambridge Springs talk. We're getting a little local, but that's okay. I don't think we're a national audience, but uh, it's okay to get local sometimes. <laughs> oh my God. My life is in fucking shambles right now. Um, so what, so can you guys walk me through like your, you, the process of your, the home that you live in, you like got it in an auction and how many, how, right. Is this correct? Yeah, we got it in an auction. Um, it's like three and a half acres and there's 58 acres behind us that we're Shit. looking to buy, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's an old farmhouse. It was built in 1867. So really old. What was building. the auction like? It's kind of silly, really. It was like two people bidding, me and <laughs> two other, like three people at max, and they, a couple people dropped out early. And it came down to him and the owner of the local strip club, <laughs> Classy Al. <laughs> yeah, Classy Al's gentleman's club. Um, Wow. So was it like a bidding war? Did you feel tension? Oh, I think I, my heart was racing uh-huh. extremely. At a, Mine too. Uh, yeah, and I wasn't uh, even doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, was but he... yeah, I mean, it, it was a war for like maybe 10, 15,000. And then God stopped after, you know, like a one $5,000 bid. So classy Al wasn't too pissed. No, no, he wasn't. No, he's he's killing it at the the titty club. Yeah, well, what what else are you gonna do and not during the shutdown? I'll tell you that much. I mean, it's a fantastic establishment. That's <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> did did you come across this opportunity because you were like managing properties already, or how did you find this? No, actually, Aaron and I had been looking for houses for almost a year at this point mm-hmm. and we had put multiple offers on like three or four different places and and oftentimes they were over the asking price but nothing worked out and so we were asking people to look out for auctions for us and somebody pointed us in this direction and we got it, it was it was surreal mm-hmm. that that is surreal. I've never heard of anybody ever buying a house on auction. Yeah, because I mean, the the thing, the reason they did that is because you can't really get a mortgage for this. So it had to, like it was a cash deal, but then we were able to fix it up enough to finally mortgage it. Um, but yeah, that that's why that you know you just that's how you can get a house at an auction is it basically can't pass inspections and stuff. Got you. Hmm. Interesting. And so you couldn't move in right away. Yeah. We had like six, seven months of just getting a bathroom in and stuff like that. Hey, hey, hey. And was that all 
you two or like what, what how do you do that yeah i mean we we had we had some good help from friends and family um but we didn't hire a contractor or anything we have we have since hired multiple contractors to do things mm-hmm. but it just cost you know cost uh efficiency and time stuff like that we're just trying to get things going Well, uh, we talk, I, I, we talked about Aruba. Was it Aaron? The cruise? Yes. That's where I should be right now. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry to can, remember that awesome place you were supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> um, do, do you have any other vacations planned this year? We actually have another cruise planned with, um, Jared's dad, his girlfriend, my parents and my sister, uh, in November, but you know, it's kind of waiting to see if that's going to happen. You love cruises. Tell like sell me on cruises. I've never been on one. Um, it's, it's not that we particularly love them. It's uh, <laughs> my mom absolutely loves them, and she gets a lot of deals because she spends all her money in the casino. So we get to <laughs> go on cruises and only pay port fees, which are like two hundred bucks. And you can go for like a week. <laughs> You're like, mom has a problem, so we have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, they are fun though. Um, right. They're fun, but I think they are such a wasteful environment. It's like such a detriment, (laughs) like cruising around, coming back to the same place. (laughs) Right. Dumping millions of gallons of fuel into the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. Like let's build these, let's build these rooms that require like diesel. It's like a, it's a very weird concept. You're right. Do you guys get rooms with like no windows or what's that deal? Um, we've only been together once. So we, we had a window, we did not have a balcony. Um, and that was the same when I went again with my mom, uh, I guess you went before with Dustin, du- was it Dustin? Yeah. When Dustin and I went in college, mm-hmm. um, we did not have a room or a window. <laughs> we no, we did not have a window, but he just like years. snuck around like you'd find like crevices and like <laughs> one of you would watch out for the other one. It's pretty great. Um, so, okay. So you got another cruise. That's funsies. What about I'm thinking about coming out West here in late, maybe July or August, but we'll see. I mean, it'd be nice if in three months, like if there was still, coronavirus going around but they were like all right we like you can fly like the the curve has been flattened that'd be nice but i don't know i I don't know about this flattening situation i really hope the flattening happens sooner than later i mean doesn't look good i love it when like a phrase or a word that no one's ever said all of a sudden becomes like the thing i love that yeah, I, that's we were talking about that at work, and so I work with people that are fifty-eight and above, mm. and two of the co- two of my coworkers are like sixty-seven. So, and these people are not necessarily like liberal or conservative, but my the owner of my company is pretty conservative. So I think he just kind of took it lightly for the most part, and I was actually the first one in, in my office of these like boomer area boomer era folk to say, Hey, I'm, I'm working from home. I'm, if you, if I need to take vacation, I'm going to do it, but I'm, I'm going. Wow. Yeah. 
we. Um, how are your families reacting? It's funny. My dad is is a pretty conservative guy, and nothing really spooks him. And he, I, I've been texting him, just telling him like we're staying staying our distance, this kind of thing. But he's he's kind of freaked out, probably because he just retired and like his four hundred one k's or his retirement stuff was hurting. You know. Oh. Yeah, it's just twenty percent lower, whatever it is, like than than what he expected it to be, and that's bullshit. Yeah, in like <sighs> three weeks. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Aaron, what about you guys? What do you think about the decline and just working stuff like that? Um. I, I don't. So you I'm sorry, to, I missed it. I went in the other room. You, 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 that's you, okay. Your, your job has to work, though. Maybe uh, remotely, or is it? I mean, yeah. Honestly, at this point, I'm just worried about my job because I'm already um, remote. So I'm hoping that my boss still lets me, uh, you know, take the calls and all of that. But if he's gonna shut us all down, I don't know if we're gonna get paid. If we're gonna have to collect unemployment, I mean, mm-hmm. just like a really oh. scary situation and. You know, I'm probably not going to sleep tonight because I don't want to call him and bring it up, but I like need to know what's going on. So I'm just waiting for that phone call. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of anxiety. It's like a very anxiety filled pandemic <laughs> because yeah. I don't know anybody who's died yet. Um, so it's just right. like a lot of panic and anxiety. Do you know people that have had it? No. Um, somebody who who is a staff member at the place I volunteer at, she got a test and they're waiting results. And that's the only person I know who's gotten tested. So it's like creeping in, you know, it's like getting closer and cl- like a, a month ago is like something in Wuhan or a couple months ago. And now it's like in the fucking and back. Seattle, and then, okay. It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. it's Did they tell her how long the test takes to come back? Days. Days. Wow. Yeah. And it took her days to get it. She, she it took her four days after she had symptoms to finally get the test. Um, like a Saturday to Tuesday or Wednesday. And then now it's Thursday. And so we should be getting her results on Friday. Yeah, it's... That's yeah. That's wild, man. Our, our County of Erie County, Pennsylvania just recently had its first case. It was, it's a 35 year old dude who traveled to a known hotspot in the country mm-hmm. came back and like, yeah. So now everyone's freaking out. Yeah, it just takes one. You see all those kids on spring break in Miami that are just like partying, just wasted. They're like interviewing them and they're like, oh, we're just here to get drunk and have a good time, like YOLO, whatever. <sighs> and Miami's like, we're shutting down our bars. Let's stop it. Right. There's like a hundred year olds, like 20 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, there was a post Malone concert last weekend that 19,000 people went to in Denver. So, yeah, people are. But that hopefully that was the last weekend of, of idiocy. Yeah. Yeah. Of irresponsibility rather. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, when's wh- what state is going to be last to be like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, might be like West Virginia. Like they've been pretty adamant. They were the last to get it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, they, I saw their governor. I don't, I don't know his name, mm-hmm. but I saw a clip of him speaking and he and he was saying if you if you want to go out shopping go out shopping if you want to go eat at bob evans go eat at bob evans <laughs> right right that's the bob evans guy that's why i thought that <laughs> unreal 
So what we were talking about at work today is um, a lot of companies and school districts are still uh, handing out meals for the kids that might not be able to get them at home. Mm. Uh, I think like Burger King, Pizza Hut, free meals for kids. And then a lot of the school districts, the kids can come pick up their lunch, even though they're not in school. But what about all the elderly people that have no one to bring them anything or take care of them? So it's like they're, they're handling one side, but not the other for the most part. Uh, right. Yeah. Oh man. That's, that's fucking that crazy. just speaks to our, that's an indictment on our ill preparedness mm-hmm. as a country for this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just reading an article about how South Korea got the first coronavirus case the same time we did the same day. And they've, the steps they've taken have allowed them to quell it. Uh, and if we had taken those steps, we would be in much better shape. Yeah. So. Everyone just kept doing their normal course of business in America for mm-hmm. the two weeks when it was critical. It's greed. They're also their government assembled. They're like in January, their government was like, "We need to start a, a fast tracking CDC approval for these test kits," and the the approval process that they sped sped through. Like their their executive branch just allowed them to have two hundred and sixty thousand tests get done by today. March 19th or something, some number like that. And the U S has like 60,000 tests done. Yeah. It's, it's sad. Sad. Yeah. Sad. Fuck down. Uh, do, do you guys remember, <laughs> do you guys remember that song? Give me another sample. Fuck down. I can't say that I do. It mm-hmm. was, it was like a legit song. Um, Oh wow! Do you ever do you ever start typing and your your fingers are one letter off and what you type is just like Martian? Completely gibberish. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm having a stroke. I guess is what's up. <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck. Uh, Down by cops. This is the this is the fuck Donald Trump music music video. <laughs> It was good. Nipsey Hustle, rest in peace, YG. How good is this? Okay, I just want to hear the chorus. It's just so good. That's the whole chorus. (laughs) Fuck down. There's a little kid dancing in the street. (laughs) (laughs) That was from uh, that was from April of 2016. (laughs) Isn't that great? That's awesome. This is why fucking America fucking rules, because you can do stuff like that. Do you think do you think the big old DTs is to blame at all for any of this? Uh yeah, yeah. No, I think it's the executive branch. Yeah, I think a lot of the blame uh for like how bad it is, you know, uh once it came here and like the steps that were taken were wrong. But also his administration was like famously like nodding off during an Obama meeting with them a week before he took office about pandemics. 
um, about like what you should do if the, the Spanish flu happens again. And like mm-hmm. Wilbur Ross, the, the, the secretary of commerce was, was reported by multiple sources to be uh, to be falling asleep during the meeting and a bunch of people like leaving the meeting and, and not paying attention and they just didn't take it seriously. Um, so they were ill-prepared and that's, that's responsibility. You think he's just going to like cancel the election and name himself Dossier? <laughs> I was thinking of the great question. I was thinking like, this is a perfect thing to just be like, we got to postpone this election. Clearly. Yeah. Martial law. Uh, yeah. 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 Just postpone the election till this whole thing dies down. This is what Alex Jones was afraid of. I don't know if you guys, I love Alex. I used to love Alex Jones. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a classy guy. So classy. He got, he got, he's like getting sued by the CDC or he got a cease and desist by the CDC. Cause he was selling like, uh, fears like toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was selling a coronavirus cure that they were like, Nope, 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 Nope. You are wow. like Jude law and contagion. <laughs> For Scythia, we'll save you. Dude, the, yes. That's what. That's why that movie is very prescient, but he's literally Alex Jones, and Alex Jones is literally selling, it was colloidal silver, which I used to fuck with. Um, and it was just like, they're turning the frogs gay. You remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> that's my, I should make that. Uh, they, <laughs> there's a turning the freaking frogs remix. Oh my God, are you kidding me? I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. They turn the frogs gay. I did not realize he actually said that. That is amazing. <laughs> yes, it's not funny. <laughs> oh my god, you guys gotta go to watch the gay frogs Alex Jones remix, and it's like. <laughs> They're splicing in videos of him like looking horrified and they're like putting a green color filter over it. So he looks like a frog is great. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. They're, t- they're turning the frogs gay. That should definitely, <laughs> should definitely be an audio. Um, yeah. He, he was freaking out about like chemicals, you know, um, like hormones being released into the water that were like changing the, the sex or the genitals of like these frogs. And she was like, the turn of the frogs. And it was his like proof that, that like the government was, was chemically castrating like mass mass amounts of the population or something. I don't know. Weird. Great. Never change Alex Jones. Actually, or stop completely. Um, but yeah, I used to be into him and he's like, you know, a, he's kind of like a right wing conspiracy guy or like a libertarian, like free man on the land kind of conspiracy guy. So he believes that both sides are corrupt and, and in collusion. Um, and I used to like that used to, um, jive with me. Like I used to, um, respond to that kind of like anti-authoritarian stuff and like anti-establishment stuff. And also like the idea that like people in power, um, don't care about you and they care about themselves, which is like a natural human thing. Cause I care about myself. Um, but I'm like a left wing anti-establishment person and so I'm like a socialist and and I'm not an anti-globalist like he he's so afraid of globalists so I don't know even when I liked him I was like ah there's something off about you that I don't agree with and now he's just totally off the rails but you know he like supported Trump leading into his election 
Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, there. Um, he would have Trump on, and he would say like, "You're, uh, you're like you're you're a great person, or like you're doing a great thing," and and it was really weird. So he he probably bit on the the whole like non-establishment. <clears throat> Alex Jones bit on Trump's you know idea of the the oh I'm I'm completely anti-establishment of this government train the swamp kind of thing. Mm. Well, did you hear he was like getting he was getting sued? I think the Parkland he was you know he was spewing um, a lot of like cruel things about the park about like school shootings being staged. Oh yeah, yeah, the Sandy Hook thing. He yeah. Got sued oh, Sandy yeah. Hook. Yes, and so in depositions, he had to say like, "I don't believe the things I say. Like, this is an act. This is performance art." He said, um, and I kind of believe that. Like, I think at a certain point, it stopped being like I'm a warrior on a mission for truth, and it started being like, "We can make a fuckload of money off this," and like, I have an empire going, you know, selling supplements yeah. or whatever. I, I think the I think the law was pretty not clear i don't i didn't i think it was more of a libel or like a defamation suit mm. rather than but yeah that that's the beauty of our system is you know if someone's being a complete dickhead <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can still you still have some recourse <laughs> yeah you could still shut them up to a to a good degree um but yeah what a what a gem He's American, dude. Yeah, he's from Texas. Good old Texan. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit more about vacations because we're we're stuck in these four walls, and it makes me feel good to think about vacations. Um, do you have like a favorite vacation from your life or a favorite vacation memory? And I could go first if you want to think about it. Yeah, go first. <clears throat> uh, I'll start with a bad one. <laughs> I'll start with like. <laughs> Um, and it wasn't bad for me, but, but we were in Mexico and I was maybe 10, between 10 and 13 or something, eh, nine and 13. And I had so much fun and I loved going to weird exotic places. I thought it was very stimulating. Like I do now. Um, we were in Mexico city as well as Aruba, but we also went to these pyramids and we spent all day, like you could climb up these giant pyramids and it was fucking crazy. You get to the top and these were built you know, a thousand years ago to two thousand, however long ago by the, the whoever, so the Incas or the, the Mayans. Yeah. I think they were, the, I think they were, um, let's see, Mexico city. Pyramids. Probably the Aztecs. Aztecs, I would think. I always get the three of them confused. <laughs> so it's Teotihuacan is known today as the site of many of the most architecturally significant Mesoamerican pyramids. Um, uh, I don't know about uh, constructed about 200 CE, the Pyramid of the Sun. Okay. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool, pretty fucking cool. Um, uh, the name comes from the Aztecs, and it's half the height of the Pyramid of Giza. Anyway, we climbed it. My cousin took a bunch of awesome pictures, and we had such a great day. And then we we stopped for like a late lunch before going back to the city, and. Um, my cousin Antoinette opens up her camera because her role is finished, but then she realizes her role isn't finished and she accidentally <laughs> just exposed the entire roll of film Oh, womp, womp. <laughs> from this one of a <laughs> once in a lifetime experience of climbing. Where's the womp womp button? Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Is that? 
Now, for this, I just have the classic. Oh, no. You know, that's, yeah, that's good. No, no. Or we could just, you know. Fuck Donald Trump. Why not? <laughs> like, fuck you, Donald. You'll be president someday. Um, so, yeah, we were like, you can buy pictures in the gift shop. And she was heartbroken. And to oh. this day, you know, this was 20 years ago. To this day, she, she doesn't like that story. <laughs> uh, do you want to you also you had a good time, right? We had a great time. I loved it so much. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very good. You guys got anything? I'll keep going. I'll keep fucking no, going. No. Um, so a- as a child, my parents kind of, we always just went to the Outer Banks or Myrtle Beach, which they live there now. So that's not even like a vacation. It's just like <laughs> my parents. Yeah. Um, but my favorite vacation ever was definitely when we and Jared did the two week out West trip. We flew to Vegas and hit a bunch of national parks, national forests, and um, drove the whole way back across the country, caught an Umphrey show in Kentucky mm. on our way. Nice. Wow. That so, was two summers ago. Uh, 2016. Okay. Yeah. Oh, time flies. Wow. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly on that trip, we had, a pretty harrowing experience with a, a rental vehicle. <clears throat> we rented a, a Nissan Frontier, Frontier mm-hmm. and we went into a national park. And as you know, like you can just kind of camp freely in national parks so long as you're off the road mm-hmm. a certain distance. And right. there's some regulations, but we went into Fish Lake thinking we were going to do that for the night. And we ended up getting so far off these like back trails that we were complete off-roading and we we got to the point where we were actually scared there were rattlesnakes crossing the road oh my god and it wasn't like really even a road yeah it wasn't a road it was more of like a trail that is so rocky and we like kept going and then we eventually reached a cliff yeah we reached the (laughs) cliff and we saw civilization and we're like that's where we need to go (laughs) (laughs) we had to go all the way back and we fucked up that truck. Oh, it was uh-huh. so bad. So we got lucky though, because that, so what we did is we had two rental cars. We had that one and then we traded in for an Explorer, maybe like a Ford Explorer, yeah. something like that. So we had to go to Salt Lake City halfway through the trip and trade the vehicles. And it just so happened that in Salt Lake City that weekend, they were having like an outdoor convention, like for, I, I don't know, like Bass Pro Shop or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, Salt Lake City was absolutely packed. We had to uh, get a Best Western hotel room for $300. And (sighs) when we went to go turn the car in, they were trying to push people through so fast that they didn't even inspect the truck. They just, like, took it from us and gave it to someone else. Yeah, at that point, we were, like, smoking cigarettes, though, and we were just, like, blazing cigs in this rental car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we were standing outside of a CVS rubbing toothpaste on all the scratches to try to cover them up, (sighs) just for when we turned it in. Oh, my God. So you just (laughs) smoking cigarettes. And that's how you got away with paying for shit, or what happened? No, they never even charged us. They didn't charge us. It was just, yeah, that was exactly right. Yeah, the the convention just, they were pushing cars. Somebody turned one in, it got rented out immediately. So the next Joe Schmo probably ended up paying for all those damages we caused. No, I think that when they gave it to Joe Schmo, they're like, oh, this thing has a bunch of fucking problems. It stinks like (laughs) six. It stinks like (laughs) six. Um, well, so I guess, so you paid 300 bucks for the hotel room, but you probably saved yourself a thousand dollars worth of charges. 
Right. For sure. Wow. What a weird, and you, uh, and you did not know that this big event was going on, right? It's all no, we had no idea. Yeah, we know it. We have been in the forest for the last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we camped for the first week. Didn't I mean? Didn't shower or anything. We were like camping outside the Grand Canyon. We went to Zion, Bryce mm. Canyon, um, just off the grid for seven days. Oh, amazing! That's cool. <laughs> well, of course, I have to think about coronavirus. The national parks have been swamped, but they just closed them. I think they just closed them. Um, I hope so. Well, it's smart to or, close them. Yeah. I think it's kind of smart to close everything right now. Yeah, oh I know God, my one they... friend from work said that one of the parks, um, Northmoreland Park down near Pittsburgh, uh, there's a cop that's sitting outside the gate so no one can get in. Well, no, it says here it says here that BLM and national parks have, have, have waived their fees. Oh, that's awesome. Because if you, you can social distance pretty well. Yeah. Uh, they were saying there were hordes of people. I mean, we live closest to Yellowstone and, and, and Rocky Mountain. And those are going right. to be those are going to be swamped with people, but you can drive yeah, around. It's so big, like you could, you could literally go camp for two weeks if you took a backpack out mm-hmm. there, and you would never see anybody. Yeah, we're think we were thinking about renting an RV or something, or just going. But camp, it's so cold out, we didn't want to camp. That's why we're thinking RV. Yeah, um, but you uh, can also drive through Zion, never even get out of your car, and see like some of the most beautiful things you'll see on this planet. It's like Jurassic Park. Yeah, so we might do that next weekend. Um, Let's see. Shuttles, lodges, and restaurants. Uh, I think. You guys aren't even going to Hawaii anymore, huh? No. We, yeah, plan A was Vietnam. Plan B was Disney World. That got shut down. Plan C was Hawaii. That got canceled. Plan D was National Parks, and then we heard that they were being overrun. Um, but, oh, okay. But they closed visitor centers, shuttles, lodges, and restaurants, and that's good because we don't need any of those things, and that will right. that will take away tons of people. Yeah, and if it's free, you don't have to stop and like pay somebody and make yeah, contact. No contact. With them. Perfect. Oh my god, we're so going. You should. That that, is, they stay that is like perfect coronavirus cure, man. Yeah, Yellowstone was awesome, and I bet. Um, what what were those hot springs that we went to? There was no one there. They probably most people probably don't know about. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, if you go like out, if, if you go to like Jackson Hole area, you right? Know, yeah, yeah, maybe into the Tetons, bit. maybe going to the like just yeah. Just branch out. Yeah, I think we're going to do that. The only thing, uh, we just can't get stuck in a blizzard because Eva still has to work. And like, I don't. Oh, yeah, and it's still winter kind of, huh? Yeah, like if I get stuck, I don't have a sat phone um, okay. or, or like a beacon. So like if we get, you know, there's doomsday scenarios, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's smart to have that on a mountain or, you know, obviously you carry bear spray around. We got the bear spray. Yeah, I was looking at a sat phone, but I didn't want to. You have to pay for a subscription to have access to the satellites. But a beacon, you might be able to just be like a one-time use thing too. A beacon, I would have to. It would just have to be set up to to have a receiving. I would need somebody else to hold the beacon. But but, uh, that's, okay. but that's possible. Like I could just give it to my mom, or somebody that like I know would. You know, somebody would have to receive the beacon signal, and like that's because they're programmed like that. I see. Okay. Yeah. Like so they would have, one. they wouldn't have heard from you or something. Yeah. Boom. Um, but any, yeah, I'll ask my friend's uh, boyfriend who goes snowmobiling all the time and he has one. So maybe I'll ask him. Well, that's a good vacation memory. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll go camping. Right. Why don't you guys, if you're off for work. Yeah. Why don't you guys drive out here? Let's go on a road trip. 
Hey. That would be sweet. <laughs> and then we can if we go didn't to just get park. like a bunch of chiclets, we'd do that, I think. Yeah. And then we'll go to uh we'll go to a national park together. I mean this shutdown's going on for a while, right? So we got at least we got a month to plan this. I still have to work though. Yeah, you remotely. Um uh, but if they're shutting down, because I would, I used to camp in the mountains and then drive down to a library or Starbucks. But if those are closed, you'd have to, uh, yeah. you'd have to like work from inside a car, or we could rent an RV and you could work from there and set up some. I mean, work. I'm sure, that, I'm sure, like McDonald's and Starbucks are still broadcasting internet. You just can't go in there. Maybe, but yeah, I mean, I have a mobile Wi-Fi hotspot. So Erie, Pennsylvania to Denver, Colorado is tw- 21 hours and 20 minutes in the car. So think about it. Um, one of my favorite vacation <laughs> memories was uh, the Circus Circus. Hey. Oh, and the whole strip shut down right now, so the bloody, it's all just a memory. Are you, ta- are you talking about the bloody um, couch cushion? or <laughs> which? It was all great. It Was it blood or was it just like... A, we I thought it could have been like a like a vagina stain like yeah it was weird a it was vagina like, stain it was like a perfect circle yeah like like a pussy pussy juice you know what I mean <laughs> from like really good sex um, that's what I was thinking because it was like a perfect circle it was really weird that spot that spot was really weird on the on the, the chair cushion after that we did not dare lift up the bed. Mm-mm. <laughs> So what, we were in Vegas together, the three of us, for what, like two days or three days or something? Yeah, three days. That was my 28th birthday. No, 27th birthday. And was that the first time we met? Yeah. I had only known Jared for a couple months at that point. Wow. You also told um, a whole crowd of people while on stage for karaoke that you were going to watch us have sex later. That's right. That's right. And that was for the crowd. That was not real. I, I don't... I don't, uh, your karaoke performance was I wish I had that whole thing on video <laughs> that was so much fun you know even I do karaoke at our house like all the time yeah I think um, that's partly inspired from circuit circus dude yeah no I didn't do a ton of karaoke um, before then <laughs> and then after that I started doing it more and then I met Eva and we started doing it a lot so uh, yeah, that was a turning point. The Circus Circus Karaoke at at Tatuado, I believe, was the name of the burger joint. Tatuado, DJ Miguel. <laughs> he actually, I'm actually friends with him on Facebook. He posted something today. There are actually strip clubs in Vegas that are doing drive-through shows. Yeah, yeah. So you can do, you can like have a, a private stripper give you a drive-through show, or you can watch uh, two strippers hand sanitizer wrestle. Ooh, that that might sting if it gets in the wrong place. <laughs> All right, I'm on DJ Miguel's uh, page. I think this is a different DJ Miguel, but that's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you were seeing Jared for like two months, and you were like, "Yeah, I'll go to the, like the cheesiest, weirdest strip club, uh, strip uh, casino, like with with a friend I've never met." Um, well, so if I remember correctly, we really didn't have a plan for the hotel or like where we were going to stay because me and me and Jared got out there a day before you and we got a room at the Flamingo Mm. and then we were just kind of winging it and Mm. we were like, Oh, this place has rooms for $39. Like, let's see if AJ will stay there. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I was like, yep, that's totally in my price range. But to be fair, it's not like he was a total, I mean, he was a total stranger, but he was vetted by all the frat brothers. So I knew oh, a couple of them pretty well. The Gordons had good things to say. So Ah, the I Gordons, a strong reference from the Gordons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're good gentlemen. Um, yeah, that I had, I did not have a lot of money. Um, I was, that was like, that was like right when I was out of, my $14,000 of credit card debt. Like that's like right when I had gotten to even, I may have had like a few hundred dollars left. Cause I went into so much debt living in New York city, um, oh, yeah. making 30 grand a year or 33 grand a year. Um, and so I had so much debt and I, I would, it was like just coming out of it. And so those were the days still where I was like, I was like, okay, I have, I have 300, I have $400 to spend this weekend or something ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like, so I'm like, okay, I'll spend $40 a night on a hotel. Yeah. yeah. And you kept buying those uh, pounders, the like lime maritas or margarita <laughs> ones. Like more bang for your buck, dude. More bang for your buck. <laughs> yeah, the, the, those are the kinds of drinks for me that give you heartburn on the way down. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Oh, like how is this burning right now? I believe we, I, we talked about that a lot, actually you and I about the burning yeah. and like, we figured out like which flavors didn't have that like antifreeze burn. Yeah. Right. Lime's the worst. Yeah. Lime was the worst. It was that acidic. It tasted like margarita mix, like just straight mm-hmm. margarita mix. Oh. And um, those were probably, they were, yeah, they were, they were pounders and they were probably like $8 a piece or something. But like eight to ten percent alcohol. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were just super alcoholic. Oh man, and that was a drink fit for the circus circus. Right. Like you yeah, can't. Kids were walking around. They thought it was just like Kool Aid and. Oh right! It looks like it looks like a Red Bull or a Hawaiian <laughs> Punch, and like the circus circus is the broiest or like if you have 20 kids come here kind of place. So like, they don't care if you have a 40 ounce or if you have a, mm-hmm. yeah, good times. We're just hanging out at the Conway West bar next to the construction zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, well, like part of me thought I would witness a stabbing that weekend being in there. <laughs> and then you guys went at one point. Um, I was like, I need to eat in and out burger. So I'm going to, you guys eat lunch here and I'm going to go walk out like three quarters of a mile and get in and out. And it was so worth it, but it was like 110 degrees outside. Oh God. I'm, yeah. That was so hot that weekend. And of course yeah. I don't have enough money for a taxi. Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. I don't think we even ate lunch. I think we just drank whiskey drinks at the MGM bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Do you think, guys remember anything else besides that that we did that weekend outside of the Circus Circus? Yeah. Yeah, we had a great fucking dinner uh, on Sunday before you guys were leaving. And oh, I yeah, had my with work the Steeler game on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael Vick <laughs> playing for the Steelers, right? That was also in the MGM. <laughs> yes. Because yeah, we bet on that game and they won in the final. Yeah. Yeah, that was so weird. Yeah, we had our Vegas moment where they win in the last minute and we all, our whole table is, yeah, you know? So that was like our Vegas moment, which was fun. Mm -hmm. I also remember, and before then, we had, we went to the, 
at least Jared and I did. We went to the poker room. And I was like, oh, right. I was probably on a roulette table at that point. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we went over to poker and I was like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll play a little poker. And they're like, yeah, the minimum's like $200 or something. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, here's $200 and one cent. And, and so you get there and like immediately I'm the lowest stack at the table. So like, oh yeah, no one buys in with the minimum. Yeah, yeah, I needed to go in with like at least seven hundred dollars from what I was looking at other stacks, and uh, so now I'm just getting out bet. You know, they're betting me out of hands, uh, and so I'm just yeah, I'll just give you two hundred dollars and then walk away. So that was <laughs> that was a fun twenty five minutes or so. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. So. Um, that's why I, my fondest memories are of Circus Circus. <laughs> Just go lick my wounds at the Tatuado. Yeah, we, we did karaoke, I think, three nights in a row. Mm-hmm. We kept going back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Miguel loved us. He, yeah. wanted, he wanted us all to be friends with him on, on the book. Yeah. I sang a Spice Girl song in a super <laughs> slutty dress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that, that was not a very lively crowd except for us. Yeah. We were like ready to fucking riot. Business may have been lost. <laughs> yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, there were like nice families there, you know. Oh let's, <laughs> oh, let's get a burger and see. Oh, it's fun. And we're just, I'm just cursing, talking about sex. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Well, well, Aaron and Jared, this is life good now. Stuff. This is yeah. life. This is what we do now. We just talk on the computer, and this is it. Hey, <clears throat> gotta gotta do our part, man. Any uh, any other any other closing words or? Uh... I would say Godspeed and everyone take care. Wash your hands. Those are fantastic closing words. <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> well. I threw back on REM. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck fading it in. (laughs) It doesn't matter. So when the aliens discover this audio in 300 years, no one's around. They'll have a little idea of of maybe what went down, right? All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Aaron and Jared, thank you. You guys are the best. This was fun. It's fun, man. Super fun. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do it again, maybe, and maybe we'll review some movies. Yeah. Right on. All right. Let's do it again. Thanks again, guys. I love you. Be safe, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Unnecessary Podcast, everyone.